This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. By Angro on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep. Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is... Vince Russo's The Brand. Yeah, baby! You know, Stevie, if you... If you were still an active wrestler today, and you were in your prime, and Shohei was in his prime. I think somehow, some way, you'd be best friends with Shohei. Yeah, I probably... There he is now, calling. There he is, man. Shohei. You know, I probably could take Sonny Ono around with me and translate for me. <laughs> with, his broke, with his broken Japanese, you know what I'm saying? With his, with his broken Japanese. But I think we could get the job done, you know. I yes, yes. understand enough to get the job done. Yes. Welcome, 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 everybody, to Black and White. I am in true. So this is, of course, the great uh, Stevie Ray. Bro, I swear to God, Stevie, man. Bro, I have, I have an English bulldog, okay? Yeah. And, bro, literally about two years ago, my, my bulldog had an ingrown hair growing on the inside of her eyelid wow and and yeah and it was causing all kinds of problems she had to get surgery she had to get the hair removed bro i swear i think the price tag was like 2500 bucks or something damn and the, the doctor told me at that point listen man the the probability of this hair coming back is like a million to one right Bro, two years later, she's having the same issues with the same freaking eye, right? Oh, so, bro, I had to call the pet ophthalmologist today. Okay, bro? So, Because I, I got to bring her in to get looked at. Bro, right. guess how much it's going to cost me just for a visit to the pet ophthalmologist? Just a visit, just an office visit. I don't know, 500 550 bucks, bro. Where, where, where am I going to get this type of call? I don't make I don't make a Stevie money, bro. Where do I want my freaking dog? Where am I going to get five fifty for my dog's eye for the second time, bro? Hey man, don't your dog insurance cover that? I don't have dog insurance, man. Oh, I thought you did, cause no. Nah. Oh, okay, I thought you did. No, uh, but anyway, Stevie, I went to a flea market the other day uh, that I go to quite a bit because I like collecting albums. Bro, I'm walking out, and I see sitting there on the counter on my way out. Bro, look at this gem. Soul Cinema, Cornbread Earl and Me, and Cooley High, bro, on the same CD, baby, DVD, baby. Look at this. Wow. 
I wow. couldn't believe it, bro. I popped so huge when I saw this. So wow. I just yeah, I got I gotta rewatch both of these movies over the weekend, bro. That's funny, man, because the other night or was it last week? I was doing my show and I was talking about some kind of way I got on. I think I was talking about when they want you, they want you. And when they want you, they're going to get you. And I was using different analogies. I think uh, somebody had asked me about the Donald Trump stuff. And I was going through my analogies. So to offset those analogies, I started giving people more analogies. Right. And different people. That when they want you, they want you. And when they want you, they will get you. Right. Right. And it's nothing you can do. And I use one of the analogies with Bill Cosby. Okay. We've talked about Bill on this show before. Yep. And I was talking about, and this is how this CD that you just showed me, DVD, DVD. I mean, DVD, this DVD that you just showed me got me on Bill Cosby. Now I say Cosby came up back in the 60s mm-hmm. when he was like the brother on top. You know, Bill worked on top. Right. Not only he was like one of the number one comedians back then, he was in a TV show, one of the top-rated TV shows at the same time. Now, a brother doing that in the 60s, not the 70s when they, yeah. when they opened the doors for a lot of people. I'm talking about the 60s going into the 70s. I say, now, with everything this man has done, all his philanthropy, all his, you know, giving back to the community, this, that, and the other, raising money for the for, for, for hysterically black universities. The man that did a lot. And when I tell you, Vince, a lot, I mean a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, then, what, what, what he did alone, bro, the, the money contributed and the scholarships and whatnot at Temple University. I, I, I was hearing about that ba- back in the 70s, the right. money he was giving to that university. Right. right. Now, all of a sudden, we go full circle. Man have the number one show. Number one for a network. Then we go full circle. And then all of a sudden... Oh, I went to his room and <laughs> I got dizzy. Oh, oh. You, you know, 50 years later, 50 women come out and talk about Bill doing this, that, and the other. And I'm like, hey, brother, I'm a product. I'm trying to tell my audience, I'm a product of the 70s. Okay? That's what everybody did in Hollywood. Don't get me wrong. I'm not vouching. I'm not, you know, condoning. What I'm saying is that's how people parted in the 60s and 70s. Come on, And if people, like I'm telling the young people, if you didn't come up at that time, you don't really know what I'm talking about. Right. But come on, 50 years, I say, and this was a black guy. So what, he wouldn't be hard to find. Who, who did this to you, ma'am? Uh, 
black guy in Hollywood. Oh, it's got to be Bill. He's the only one. You know, so you got, you know this. Yeah, because you know it, you know it ain't Sydney. You know it ain't Sydney, bro. It ain't Sydney. No, Sydney don't party like that. No, no, you know bro. No. Sydney don't party like that. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Uh, hmm, did he drop a? Did he drop a Cobra? That's him. You ain't got to put Starsky Hutch on right. on this caper. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm just saying. Fifty years later, they come for him. All the women come out the woodworks. And that was the analogy I was trying to show them. Even yeah. though he had already, back in the 2000s, settled that case. And they went beside that and brought it back up. That's why they had to let him out. But what I'm saying is this. When they want you, they will get you in some way, shape, or form. Bill Cosby got something somebody wants. Or they're well, trying you, to make you, an example, you, like you I told said, you before. Yeah, yeah, we had talked about him wanting to buy NBC at one point. But that's too easy. Remember I told you about the minimum rights on his land? Yeah, yes, you did. Yes, yeah, yeah. Some A bunch of land that he's got in Philadelphia? Yeah. I mean, not Philadelphia, but in Pennsylvania. And those big companies want to drill on that land, and he won't let them. Yeah. So what do they do? I got to break you. How do you break a man? You make him pay for his legal defense. You don't believe me? Go ask Donald Trump. Yeah, absolutely. See how much money, see how much money he's spending? Yep. That's how yep. they break you, bro. Yeah. That's how they get you. Then you're going to come crawling back to me to let me out or get this heat off me. So with that being said, how I'm coming around to your DVD, I was telling the audience, like, Back when I was on television three times, three, four times a week, I used to like to go to Walmart. But I couldn't go to Walmart in the daytime, Vince. You know why? Why? Everybody recognized you. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Everybody recognized you. So I would go to Walmart at 2 o'clock in the morning oh. with my daughter. Yeah. Because if I went in the daytime, people come up. And it takes away time with my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fans and stuff like that. So we would go in the middle of the night. And I'm walking around Walmart, and they used to have these big buckets of DVDs. Yeah, five bucks, three bucks. Yeah. yeah. And I saw one. Because the way we got on this, I was, you know, the rumors about um, uh, Steve Harvey and his wife, those rumors about she was having an affair with the bodyguard and stuff like that. Yeah. That's how we got That's how I got on these stories. And what I was telling the people is that I'm friends with Steve Harvey and I'm friends with the bodyguard that they was talking about. The bodyguard and I used to work out together. I met? And, no, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. The guy in the rumors. Yeah. And so anyway, come full circle. I pick up a DVD. And it's a two DVD pack. It's R- Richard Pryor busting loose. Oh, jeez, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And Bill Cosby, Ghost Dad. <laughs> so, oh so what I was telling the people is, they came to get him for them gals. Yeah, them drugging the gals. Yeah. They should have put him in jail for doing Ghost Dad. Oh my! You know God. what I'm saying? 
absolutely, bro. I, absolutely. I mean, yeah. The guy, the guy, the fam was everybody was putting the laughing emojis and stuff like that. Yeah, on there. man, ghost said, dad. Oh yeah, I said that's what Bill Cosby should have been arrested for. Yes, yeah, that was around. Ni- that was around. I think like nineteen ninety ish. It was yeah, somewhere yeah. right around. Yeah, that was. Oh awful. my god, everybody! And I was telling them about how, uh, how good. I was talking about Richard Pryor and how, you know, back in the 70s, we came up with Richard. We came up with him and we seen his progress. And I say them and I told everybody, if you've never seen Busting Loose, whereas, you know, he's a con man and he got to take all these kids to a farm from Philadelphia to somewhere and all, all kinds of things happened to him. And I said, one of the things that happened is he got, they got stuck in the mud so he said, I'm going to go get help. And as he was walking to get help, it's raining and muddy and stuff like that. He was talking to himself. Yeah, I'm Joe Braxton, baby. Mrs. Braxton's favorite son. Ain't nobody going to mess with me out here. You know, blah, blah, blah. And the Klo Klux Klan was walking with their tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm Joe Braxton, baby. Ain't nobody going to mess with me. And, and it's like they they in lockstep. I don't know, 50, 60 and they all walk in lockstep, and they start walking uh, yeah. right beside one on one one dude on this side, one dude on this side. As he's walking, and a zillion guys behind him, you know, and they never looked at him while he yeah. was walking. They left, yeah. and then he looked up and seen him. <laughs> it's like one of the funniest scenes in a movie I ever seen in my life. Oh man! You know what I'm saying? As he's walking and talking stuff, the Ku Klux Klan is walking right beside him. With full gear, with the hands oh on. My God. Oh my God! It's so funny. So what was the one, the, the the scene I'll never forget? What 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 was the um? God, what was the name of the movie with Gene Wilder? Oh, he did a he did three movies with oh, Gene the Wilder. prison one, the prison one with Gene Wilder. We bad, we bad. <laughs> Gene Wilder, we bad. What what was the name of that one again? Oh, that movie's tremendous. Was that Star Crazy? Star Crazy, Star Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Crazy. Bro, you know what I started watching the other day? Um, God, please, you'll, you'll you'll know the name of it right away. And bro, I forgot that this was the direction the movie went in. It was with Sidney, Bill, and and um, Harry Belafonte again. Yeah. When Bill and Sidney were criminals, and then the guy called them on the phone. I know what you're doing, and I'm going to be action. A piece of the action, I, bro. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize. I forgot all about that. Was the direction that movie went in when they had to help right. those students? Right. That was, that was a good movie, bro. I that was a good. Movie. I saw that uh, probably a month ago. Oh yeah, I seen, really? I, it was, yeah, I was. I was flipping on YouTube and it was on there. Yeah. So one night I wasn't doing anything. It was late and I was like, "Let me see this." And great movie, man. Very. Denise, it was, Denise. It was a little different from the first two. Yeah. Denise Nichols from Room Two Twenty Two. Right, bro. You know what was it? You know what's another show we never talk about, bro. And I don't know as a white kid, and I mean <laughs> I'm a kid when this is coming out. I'm I'm ten when th- when this show is on, and I, I I'm trying to think now of like what would have been my draw because it, I was too young for the actress to be hot. You know, I was too young for that. I was like ten years old, bro. You know what we used to watch religiously every week. Julia, yeah. remember Julia with Corey Baker, and she was the nurse and the single right. mother. I don't know. I, I think we, I think we were drawn to the show because of the kid. 
Cor- Corey Baker was he so He was very good, man. Yeah. He was and, very and, good. And she was beautiful, bro. Oh, but, yeah. like, that, that wasn't the draw when we were that well, young. Well, you know, I've, I've done a lot of shows. You know, these people used to w- want to book me on shows where they would do these private shows, charge people to get in, and they come in, and they would talk about relationships, okay? And they didn't know, though, Stevie Reyes seconds as a love doctor <laughs> they they didn't know old stevie ray you know i'm a part-time love doctor love doctor. and i can help these people you yes. know what i'm saying i can give them the real and a lot of the women well in the black community you know it's pretty hard to it's too long to really give you the real synopsis of it but the Toxic masculinity of the African-American woman is running wild for the last few years. And that's because of, well, I don't want to go into the whole thing. But anyway, there's a lot of that in the room, okay? Mm-hmm. And they blame men for everything. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, you know, well, when black men make it, you know what I'm saying? They like to go out and date white women and this, that, and the other. So when it came my time, I got to get them right. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear this, bro. Oh, I can't wait to hear see, this. They, see, see, they don't know about they, they don't they don't know Ray Dog being in, in the trenches, man. And I'm watching and I'm observing and I'm taking names. So just in case it ever comes up, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. So they were like, "Well, Stephen Ray, what do you think about this?" And the other blah blah blah. And some of these women, I'm like, first of all. I hear women talking about black men dating outside their race, so on and so forth. But ladies, you got to understand, you started this. And they were like, what are you talking about? You started this. So I started giving them all kind of different names of black female celebrities going back to the 40s and 50s that married white men once they made it or they married white men to get on the top, to get on top. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And one was Diane Carroll that you're oh. talking about oh, right really? now. Oh, really? See, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know who was she Well, married? see, that's why you, you got to come talk that, to me. That's why I'm coming to the love doctor. Did she that's marry, why you come to the doctor. Did she marry someone famous, a famous white dude? He, they ain't got to be famous. They just got to be rich and powerful. Bert Bacharach? <laughs> no. no? She had a few relationships. I'm just talking about. Wow, I see. Pearl, I ba- I Pearl I... Bailey, all of them. Wow, yeah, all of them. But don't nobody talk about it. Josephine Baker. All of them. Mom's Mabley. Get... Mom's Mabley. Mom was true to the culture. Yes, yes, she was. God bless her soul. Rest her soul. Yeah, but I'm just saying. So when I brought that up, nobody knew about this. Yeah. They see the faces, but see they don't see the people. With the faces. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, that shut that down real (laughs) quick. So, when you're talking about ball players, this, that, and the other, and, 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 you know, and people that's got access, but like I tell them, like I was telling them, a lot of people, and I know this for a fact, a lot of people come up in... Big time schools, athletes. I said, was well, a time when we didn't, we couldn't go to the big schools, the Division One schools. That was a time we 
they could only have a few of us on those school campuses. Okay? Mm-hmm. But now they can have an influx of them because they want to win. Everything is about money now right. and winning now. Right. So those guys, a lot of those black guys had never been around white women in that capacity. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they see a different kind of woman, a woman that's jovial, a woman that's not complaining about this, that, and the other. So that makes an easy attraction. Yeah. And those women know this sucker here might make it. So they're going to make it real hard for y'all. Yeah. Because yeah. when he make it, I'm going to be right there. See what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Massaging his temples. Yeah. Giving him, hey, baby, don't worry about it, this, that, and the other. You'll get him next time. I say, do y'all do that? A lot of times you do, a lot of times you don't. But when a person not used to something, it seems like it's better. That's why he gravitates to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So don't get mad at him because yeah. y'all started it. Because, see, back in those days, when a black chick wanted to get on top and she was beautiful, who did she go to? White dude. She surely didn't go to the brother over here driving a Cadillac That's with a nice true. suit on yeah, because he ain't bro, got no stroke. Bro, when you say that, I, I do remember this about, you know, Diane Carroll seeing her outside of the show. Bro, she was high upper class socialite. That I mean, and the way she spoke, bro, was very prim and pro. I re- I remember when she was on top. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm talking about, bro. You don't get on top by sitting at the bus stop, baby. Yeah, yeah. This Hollywood we talking about. Now speaking of Hollywood, bro, I cannot believe I did not know this. So, bro, this week. I'm going down my rabbit holes. Okay. And and bro, you're going to be you're going to be uh, I think you might be disappointed in me for not knowing this. Uh-oh. So, bro, I go down the midnight special rabbit hole. And who's hosting one of the shows? One of Barry, my Barry White. No, no, close. I think he was on one, but okay. one of my favorite acts of all time, bro. Uh Gladys Knight and her pips. Okay. Okay. And they're hosting the show. Oh, they're hosting the show. So now the we're getting to hear the Pips talk. She introduces us to all the Pips. I'm learning about the Pips, bro. <laughs> bro, we get to the third Pip. It's her brother. Bubba. I didn't know that. What? I didn't know one. I, I knew they were her cousins. The other I, two are I, her cousins. Yeah, I did. I thought all three. I didn't know the one dude was her brother. Yeah, Bubba. Uh, entertaining, Bubba uh, entertaining as heck, bro. Right. Like he was playing, you know, you know, she was kind of playing the straight man. And he was playing Luke Costello. Right. Funny Bu- as Bubba could have been an actor. Bro, he was funny as hell, bro. Right. Yeah, tremendous, bro. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, I, I thought you thought it was somebody else outside of, you know, the music business that was up there hosting the Midnight Special. That's what I thought you was about yeah, to no, say. Yeah, no, no, no. And another thing uh, while we're talking about pop culture, because we are we're going to talk about a couple of things today. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw the whole last half hour to Jacksonville. We, we obviously we got to talk about Jackson. Okay? OK, so we'll talk about that in the half hour. One other thing I want to talk to you about. Um, before we get there, bro, I could not believe that somebody smartened me up about this this week. 
Bro, you know today we talk about Megan Thee Stallion and uh, Nicki Minaj and that store they came, that song they came out with, WAP and all that, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about that. Bro, do you know on Queen's Greatest Hits, okay, bro, they reissued the album, okay, Stevie? And guess what song they took off the album because it was offensive? I don't know. Fat bottom girls. I'm like, are you like, are, are we serious now, bro? Are we? You've got wet ass pussy, and we're gonna take fat bottom girls off of Queen's greatest hits, bro. Oh wow! Bro. Oh my god! I was thinking, man, if Freddie Mercury was alive, holy crap, bro! Come wow. on. Man. All right, wow. Stevie, this yeah, this is what I want to talk about for the rest of this show. Okay. Okay, and Stevie, I've said this to you many times before. Bro, my parents raised me when I you know, of course I'm young and I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully I hope they did. They raised me. You wasn't in a foster home or something. No, I wasn't in a foster home and I think they raised me well. Okay. But here's how they raised me, and I've talked about this once before. Whoever is the president of the United States, you respect the seat, you respect the office, you respect the position. What are you used to? Yeah, right. Whether you you agree or disagree. So that's why. Yeah. So many people were accusing me of being a Trump supporter. I'm like, no, bro, I support the seat. The president. Whoever is in the seat, I'm going to support. That's how I should be. Yeah. Now, of course, Stevie, you know. The, you know, as I become an adult, I find out clearly like it, it, it's just a figurehead. He's just a puppet. And, and the, 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 the elite are pulling the strings. OK, now, bro, I have not said one bad word about Joe Biden whatsoever. And I right. will not. I mean, right. I won't. But right. I've got I've got to say this because it ties into the elite. Mm-hmm. And I want to get um, I want to get your uh, spin on this. Bro, the more and more like he comes up on the news, mm-hmm. his his condition is worsening like right before our very eyes. Bro, he's he, he's falling. He I, I call I called it four years ago. Go ahead. What what? I told people this guy's too old to be a president. Yeah, bro. He he's not so much as old, but the dude. Is deteriorating right in front of our face. But anyway, go ahead. Deteriorating. Nothing against him. Just right. tell no, me no, what no. I said. This, this is right. a fact. We're, we're, we're right. not talking about him being a bad guy. We're talking about the aging process. Right. It's happening right on front, in front of our face, bro. He, he's falling. He's not even walking. He's shuffling. When he's speaking, he's incoherent. You heard my impression of Joe Biden. I, I hit it dead on. Let me hear it. Go ahead. Ah, you got to pay the hit now. <laughs> it's bro, changed, though. It's changed over the last year. Bro, did you, you see hear- those eyes? Oh, man, bro. Like this? You see that mouth moving like clutch cargo? <laughs> I told you. You didn't look up clutch cargo. No, I did not. I did you not. You look it up. But then, bro, he's going to Maui, you know, because of the wildfires, and he's comparing that to I know the feeling because I had a house fire in my kitchen. And oh, it's really? Like, it's like, what, what, what are you talking about? But here's my point. Here's okay. my point. Bro, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever, no matter who's in the seat, no matter who's in the White House, 
you know, there, there, there are those few who run the country that are pulling the apron strings. At least, I, I think so. Now, here's my point. This episode will continue with part two next week right here at Russo'sBrand.com.